Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mics coming back at you, not live from the Euclid TV studios this week, uh, with schedules and the uh, virus thing going on and stay-at-home stuff in Kansas City. We were unable to get into the studio this week, but we are uh, in the home studio bringing you some good content. We're at the old school home studio film, uh, recording the way we used to uh, in the old days, which actually is kind of it's kind of fun, it's kind of cool, but... You know, we, we, we really like to be back in the studio in front of the camera. That's actually, we've grown accustomed to that. But, you know, during these, during these times, yeah. you, you do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. So, um, you know, not a lot, again, going on in the sports world this week. Um, and later on in this show, we are going to talk to Coach Will Gordon, who was on the show about a year ago, uh, talking to high school baseballs. He was getting ramped up for his season and... Here in Kansas, uh, where I live and work, uh, Austin's on the Missouri side, but here in Kansas, uh, schools are out the entire year, and they have canceled the spring sports season, so we're going to talk to Coach Gordon about that and, and how he feels about the season getting canceled and no school. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, unfortunately, it's one of those things where it sucks it sucks really bad for you know, but it's actually the, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, um, you know, you see some of the areas where like New York or whatever, where people are like still kind of gathering and and stuff, or like you know spring break stuff. And guess mm-hmm. what? You know, cases are up, and so you know it it, it goes to show that the large gatherings, the virus is spreading and whatever. So it's you know it's not good. I think I think we still got a little a little ways to go before we're out of kind of what this quarantine deal that we're in right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, when you really think about it, the worst the worst thing about it right now for most people is that you know you're just getting a little stir crazy. Um, you know, you want to get out of the house, which the cool thing is the weather's been awesome. So if you wanted to go out on the bike, you wanted to hang out in the patio at your house, cook out. I know you did some grilling out. Yep. You know, you can do that. Um, so the weather has been kind of cooperative so we can kind of get out of the house a little bit. Um, but it's going to be fun to get back to normal and get back to sports and, you know, get everything going again. And, and hopefully we get there sooner than later. Yeah. Here in the Kansas city area, you know, the, the mayor and kind of the leaders in each County have agreed with it. There's kind of a stay at home order, uh, you know, until April 24th. So, really only essential business stuff like that going on uh, you know you're fortunate enough to still be working and you know the restaurants are doing some curbside to go and stuff yeah they put things in place to kind of keep going so you know your life's not a lot different but just uh you know we're not getting to go out and have the fun we're used to yeah that's true i mean that's one of the downsides is definitely uh me and you are definitely extroverts and and social social kind of guys and so for this to be going on it's you know it sucks uh cool thing is we do have social media so i do get to keep in contact with everybody and and you know snapchat and all that stuff's been kind of fun um but uh but yeah i'm definitely i'll be when this is over i'll definitely be ready to get out and have a good time i'll be definitely ready to do a little guys trip yeah uh you know travel a little bit and, and do some stuff so um yeah something crazy we got our i got my letter yesterday uh, it says something about Homeland Security, but it's like a if things get worse, worse to where you need a letter to drive around. I do have that. Um, they're not saying it's probably not going to come to that, but we just have those just in case mm-hmm. um, to kind of show who you are. Um, you know, or if you're out in public, like like doing whatever, and someone wants to know what you're doing out, you know, I have this letter to show. 
Um, my wife has one also. She works for a cardiology group. Uh, so she's essential as well. So yeah, blessed in that way. So I mean, the one thing to, to do about it is to stay positive and to spend time with the family. And um, like I said, no sports going on. So you know, a lot of a lot of the anything going on really is just kind of NFL free agency and um, some of that stuff. And then to go back and maybe watch some some of the cool uh, uh, replays that they have games that were awesome yeah. in the past. You know, another thing. <laughs> Another thing I've been catching up on is uh, pro wrestling too. Yeah, they're doing it in empty arenas, which is kind of cool. Um, so I've still been kind of watching that too, which is still good. Just you know, the live crowd helps, but you know, whatever. So yeah, that's been a little different. Um, you know, watching the, I've been kind of getting back into it too. Just you know, you can only uh, got to. watch so much Netflix and yeah. You know, the, I've said before, you know, those guys are really good athletes, and even though the outcome is uh, predetermined. You know, they're still really athletic in what they do. And Actually, I saw a Twitter thing last night I was looking at, um, and uh, it was name your top three wrestlers of all time. So I, I tweeted mine out, and I'll talk about it here, but, you know, kind of put you on the spot. Who's who's in your top three? Maybe not necessarily in the one, two, three order. But. You know, yeah, because the one's really hard because uh, lately I've been, I've been as I've been going back through watching replays, uh, I've been watching WrestleMania replays. And I'm like, man, I'm really feeling like like Undertaker has a super strong argument for one. Because he has a lot of classic matches. He does. Literally, the two with Shawn Michaels and then the one with Triple H in the cage is really good. And then just, uh, you know, all his, a lot of his wrestle. he has some bad WrestleMania matches, but most of the time it's because whoever he was working with is not great. Yeah. A giant Gonzalez. Is yeah, no, I, that was not a good match. Uh, H, actually, the A-Train Big Show one, it was okay. But, like, he has some classic stuff. And then as far as the locker room guy, like, the number one, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got no doubt his what the match that he throws on with AJ Styles will be really good because Styles, he's older. Styles will carry him a little bit. The taker hits all his spots and everything. So um, just, I guess, uh, real quick top three. Off just off the top of my head, and I'll probably think about it more later. Just like probably Taker, Flair, Hogan. Okay, that, that seems pretty easy. Uh, there's a, you know I see arguments for Michaels for sure. Yep, he has a lot of classic matches. Um, eh, I was gonna say there's an argument for Bret Hart. Maybe uh, Hart really went to WCW and he kind of fell off. Yeah, uh, not necessarily his fault. Um, but uh, but easy ones t- for me: Taker, Flair, Hogan. Uh, there's some other guys, yeah. I guess too, but that's that's the easy ones for me. Yeah, uh, my initial reaction when, when I tweeted it out last night is uh, Flair Hogan and Stone Cold. Yeah, I like that too. Um, you know, I, I saw one I saw from our friend Gat. You know, she she had the Macho Man in there. Randy's got an argument. I, I mean, I guess there's an argument, but no Flair. Like, I don't know. To me, to me, Flair kind of stands. Above Hogan because Flair could work better in the ring. Like if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, I would never would have got into wrestling. Yeah, that's why I have Hogan on there too. I mean his presentation and the I mean his matches were not necessarily like very technically sound, but they were entertaining. Yeah, I, I mean with Hogan, I have I mean there, there's some good matches. A lot of times they're really good uh, because who he was with. Yeah. So the him and versus the Rock, the first ones mm-hmm. is really good because the Rock sells every. 
The Rock does a good job switching to being being a heel throughout half yeah. of the match, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, you you watch Hogan. Uh, the character Hollywood is awesome. The matches are really bad. Yeah, they're like they're really bad. The Roddy Piper stuff sucks. Mm-hmm. The Sting match should have been better. The, the finish is trash. Uh, but as far as his character and his mic skills and all that stuff goes, but I understand Randy Savage. Randy Savage has some classics in the eighties. He did. I think WWE failed uh, with his, his booking, uh, especially for WrestleMania ten with Crush. Yeah, I actually think uh, there was there was argument that actually the plan was uh, for a minute the plan was uh, uh, set up him versus uh, before the Rumble to set up him versus Yoko or him versus Bret Hart. I think him versus Bret Hart WrestleMania ten would have been sweet if yeah. they, they could have figured that out. But for some reason they did the Hart Luger Yoko and then they couldn't figure out what to do with Randy, so they par- paired him with Crush, which is. No knock on, I think it's Brian Adams. Yeah. Yeah, no knock on Something Brian like Brian is fine. It is fine. I thought the match was goofy. It's whatever. Anyways, Randy Savage has a good argument, too. Steamboat. Steamboat matches are classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Another, you know, another name that I saw being tweeted out a lot as I looked through the th- thread was The Rock. I mean, there's definitely an argument there, too, to put him in the top three, you know, with what he did. You know, I, I mean, it's it's all a matter of opinion and... You know, I gave a couple people a hard time because of their list, but just trying to have some fun with it. Yeah, well, I guess so. Uh, so we kind of move on a little bit to stuff that's going on. And, yeah. Uh, we know you're a big Cowboys fan. Um, so the Dak Prescott, the contract's not, at this moment that we're recording, the contract is not signed, uh, but we've got rumors of what it is. Uh, and, and they're basically ironing out details right now. So anywhere from 30, what is it, 32 to 34 a year? Yeah, I've I've seen as high as thirty five. Yeah, and then uh, and then basically the big the, one of the one of the debate or not debate but the, one of the sticking the points sticking points on it is four years versus Cowboys want five years, which I understand, and then Dak wants four years, which I get as far as the player goes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he wants he wants less years, but the same guaranteed money, which as a player that's what I would go for too. So I understand that. Um, we know that initially. You for sure thought, and I actually was coming around to that too. That I thought that Dak was going to play this year under his franchise, which he didn't want to because he you know, he feels like he was if he gets hurt, he's leaving a lot of guaranteed money on the table, you know X Y Z. Uh, but the Cowboys are going to go ahead and they basically got Amari's deal done, and then they decided to go and figure out Dak. Yeah. Um, so we know. I remember we know what you thought they were going to do, which was franchise tag and have him play out. What did you want them to do? You know, I, I felt like the franchise was the right move and, and let it play out. I think because of this corona and everything's kind of on hold, I think that kind of gave them, with, with OTAs and stuff pushed back because of this, I think it gave the Cowboys some more time to get back to the table. And so they're they're just kind of utilizing it. You know, you really don't, Ideally, you don't want your quarterback to be playing under the franchise tag. Right. Players don't like it, right? And and I get all those reasons. And so I think their their approach was, hey, we got this extra time. Let's see how far apart we are. I mean, you know, in a negotiation, both both sides are saying, hey, this is what we want. This is our bottom line, and you know, you meet somewhere in the middle. So I think it's good that they're kind of working on it and using this time a little productively. And you know, I. Jerry Jones takes a lot of heat, but and I've given him some too, but 
really in the last, I feel like, about 10 years, he's done a really good job as general manager, you know, in the deals he's made. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, really, his big uh, big losses he's had would be um, there a while ago. There's For some of the receivers he's traded for. Yeah. Not not Amari. Amari's a win for me. Amari yeah, back to the Roy Williams. Roy Williams. Like which then, I think that was over 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, that's really that's been a long time. Uh he did a really good job building building the O-line, uh which the center retired. Yeah, um, that was kind of a shock uh for him to retire out of the blue, really. Um, you know, it was I mean, it may not have been out of the blue to him or the organization, but he had been dealing with some health issues as well. He had missed, I think, part of the season last year uh, due to some health issues. And so him just not being 100% healthy, you know, I think he just decided it, it was time to hang it up. And yeah. 29 years old, and, you know, he, he was definitely a key piece to that puzzle. And he's going to be hard to replace. But, I mean, they have time. With the draft coming up, you know, maybe they, they had their eye on a couple guys. Yeah, I hear that. And, you know, another thing, too, is, um, you know, uh, the cool thing, everyone's coming around to the idea of guys retiring a little bit early because, um, you know, we see guys that hang around too long and then they're like, you see some of the older players are crippled. Mm-hmm. You know, they get a little older and they're, it's, everything's shot. Um, and so, for me, I, I, I'm a pretty pro player guy. Um, so, I'm just kind of like, you know what? If you feel like for the health of your family and for the health of your, of your well-being and, and you already have some other stuff lined up after football, uh, you know what, if you feel like it's the time, go ahead and go for it. I think Rob Gronkowski, um, like Rob Gronkowski, I think picked the exact right mm-hmm. time. He said he started feeling like, like his last season, he felt like his, was his back, he said his back was I think so, yeah. He had some injuries, and so for Rob, with Super, he has Super Bowl championships for him to retire, and then I think he's going to... Uh, I actually signed a deal with WWE. Yeah. And the thing is, they're pretty, uh, lately especially, they're pretty pro-athlete as far as, like, taking care of their bodies. And he'll be able to get on a part-time schedule and, and make some money, you know. Which is, a, he's a guy that took care of his money. Uh, he he's come out, he said a lot of times that he never spent any of his NFL, he's never spent any of his NFL salary. Everything he's bought has been through his endorsements. And then his NFL salary has been uh, set aside in investments and, and uh, just taking care of himself forever which is super smart not a, he's not a real flashy blingy guy every time you see him he's hat and a t-shirt um so mm-hmm. I, I think for a player to decide like hey i've played for a few years it's time for me to get out i've made i've made my money um and he's invested it correctly he's good to go so uh it's always kind of cool um and then as far as the chiefs go as far as free agency stuff goes they'll, they'll be like don't look for them to do any huge splashes they're gonna they're you know figuring out the cap space for all the like some of the guys we have now uh, I am surprised, unless I'm missing something, I'm surprised Sammy Watkins is still on the team. Um, but I trust Veach. He's done a lot of good stuff with the way he built the squad. And uh, uh, Chris Jones is still on the franchise, which I don't know if he's signed it or not. Uh, I would probably think he's going to probably wait till the last minute to sign it, which is the negotiating tactic you should do. Um, so anyways, I, I would still, Chiefs fans shouldn't, if, if, it end up, if they end up tagging him and trading him, I would I would tell Chiefs fans just to you know be patient and and they're doing what they can with the cap space they have. We don't have unlimited money, um, and tag and trading it might be the right move. Um, so just you know, no Chiefs fans freak out. Yep. You know, so 
Uh, maybe one last thing we'll talk about real quick is uh, we've been big time with XFL. Yep, love the XFL. Yeah, miss we, it a lot. Yeah, and they they were doing a really really nice job, and I felt like the the play actually had gotten better over the weeks. You actually could see some teams that started out pretty bad had improved a lot, like the Vipers. Um, they had basically switched quarterbacks and figured out who their guy was. Anyways, the, the cool thing I want to say is there's been a decent number of players that have been signed by NFL teams. Yeah, the Chiefs signed the St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback. Which I thought he played well. Yeah, Tamu, mm-hmm. Tamu, I yes. think was his name. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm not saying that right. No, no, you're close enough. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like T-A-A-M-U, I think, is yeah. something like that. Um, I think with his deal, he'll be, yeah, he's our third string guy yeah. right now. And, and it's good publicity for the Chiefs to kind of bring in a guy that, even though we, we talk a lot of trash on St. Louis, you know, it's still a guy that's across the state. And, you know, it's good publicity for the Chiefs to give him a shot. And, you know, I, I hope it works out for him. I, I love the XFL because it just gives more guys an opportunity to keep playing football. Yeah, the cool thing was his, uh, you go through his stats, and he, I, I'd watch him play a couple times. Uh, super accurate dude. Um, could, he has some wheels. He could run a little bit. Um, if, if, if you know, the thing is, you, when you go into training camp, anyways, when we eventually get to training camp, you want to have you know, usually you have four four quarterbacks, right? Yeah, four usually four. Uh, Chiefs are letting Matt Moore walk because he'll get a little more money because he did really really well as our backup, and they're gonna save money and just keep Chad Henney, which I think is fine. Um, and then this will be our third guy, and then we'll probably draft a fourth quarterback. So. Yeah, so I think it's a cool signing, and I think it's cool the XFL got guys into the league. Yeah, the Houston quarterback too, who you were a big fan of, he got signed. I really, I like watching as him well. Yeah. I think he's got a strong chance to be the backup. Uh, was it Carolina that signed him? Yeah, I think so. I think it's Carolina. I mean, I yeah, because I mean, they signed Teddy Bridgewater, right? Yeah, and so then, they'd be Bridgewater's backup. Yeah. And they released Newton. Yeah, they, they did release Cam Newton. He got released this week. You know what? PJ, yeah, because they traded Kyle Allen. Yep. To, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, th- No, to the Patriots? Kyle no. Allen went somewhere. I, I, you're right. Uh, I can't think of the team. Let's see if I can look it up here quickly. Like um, a fifth-round draft pick. And Kyle Allen, I sh- actually, after watching him with Carolina, I think he'll be a good, I think he's a good backup. Yeah. Uh, Redskins. He went to, to Kyle Allen. Went to the Redskins. Yeah, Redskins are still trying to figure out their quarterback situation. And New they, staff. Oh, and Kyle Allen is he knows Ron Rivera yeah. stuff. So sure. Um, okay, so we'll do. I mean, yeah. So a little intro we did. Um, you got anything else? No, uh, I feel like that's pretty good. I hope you guys enjoy the interview that is coming up right after a, a quick commercial. And we'll be talking to Coach Will Gordon, trying to mission East baseball. But uh, I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mikes. And enjoy the interview, and we'll see you guys next week. Hey, guys. Gary from Midwest Mikes here. Are you looking for a DJ for your next event? Well, call DJ Showtime, 816-260-2056. He can DJ your wedding, a special event, a bar and club event. Whether your event's large or small, DJ Showtime is your guy. He'll play music of all genres, whatever you guys want to hear. That's what he'll play. Uh, he's been DJing since 2005, lots of experience. Again, that phone number is 816-260-2056 at DJ Showtime KC34 on Twitter. DJ Showtime 3481 on Snapchat. And remember, this is Gary from Midwest Mike's. Tell him that I sent you. 
Contact DJ Showtime, 816-260-2056. to talk about his season that was canceled. He's the head baseball coach at Shawnee Mission East, where I work, and here in Kansas, schools have been shut down by the governor for the rest of the year, and so Keisha made the decision along with that to cancel all spring sports seasons. Unfortunately, uh, he had just got going and had a couple weeks of practice, and then all this got crazy and came in. But, Coach, thanks for taking some time to talk to me today. Hey, there's nobody I'd rather social distance with than you, Coach, and, and the rest mics, that's for sure. So give some people some something to sit back and listen to during all this madness. Uh, I guess not March Madness, but, uh, you know, the new stuff we're doing here. Yeah, definitely. You know, and that's what, you know, we're trying to put shows out each week just to give people at least a few minutes to escape and, and think about something else. Absolutely. If you hear my, my two little ones in the background at some point during this whole thing, you know why, because we're all trapped in here together. Yep, it's close quarters, and, uh, you know, you and the wife and the two kids are just at home, just kind of like, you know, I am here. And my wife's been work from home since before this, but, you know, I, I am in the house a lot more than I typically am. So, you know, close quarters, I get it. Yep, yep. You know, that's the one thing I'm trying to take away as a positive from all this is, you know, uh, usually uh, family sacrifice time, uh, time is sacrificed for being away from the family during the season. So now I have all this time. That's the silver lining, I guess. I'm trying to take away, trying to be positive about every day and get a chance to spend time with my, my wife and son and daughter and, and uh, spend a little more extra time, quality time with them. Uh, but certainly miss the baseball field and uh, certainly miss my guys. Uh, seeing them every day yeah you know and and that's the thing I took away last week I had my daughters and they they were on spring break uh you know they live over on the Missouri side and you know there was just you know it was kind of nice to have them and be able to focus and spend time with them without you know no distractions because you know there's there's no football to do there's no sports to watch so you know that's the thing I took away too last week is just I was able to really spend quality time, you know, with with my two daughters and my wife. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we talked to yep. you about a year ago. Uh, you know, at this time, you were ramping up for your season, and we were actually going to do a, a live show with you. And next week, uh, as you prepared to play Lawrence, and so unfortunately, you know, the season's been canceled. So. Uh, why don't you just kind of talk about when you found out and, and the decision that was made by Keisha? You know, uh, I was looking forward to next week. Coach Stoll and I were, were pretty geared up uh, for, for our uh, Midwest Mike's debut together. Might have to still do that uh, at some point, that's for sure. Um, if you notice, we have a lovely Twitter thing going on between us and Lawrence High School Baseball. Uh, pretty fun to, to, to mess with those guys. But you know, we, you're right. We, we got started. We had 83 guys come out um, on March 3rd. And, uh, you know, we got really lucky um, with the weather the first two weeks this year, too. Um, only inside one day uh, for the first two weeks. Um, 83 guys came out and, and ended up keeping around 63, so about 20 cuts this year. And, you know, to be honest, the first two weeks were about as smooth and as good as possible. Um, very impressed. Uh, with our young men and the way that they came to work every day, 
prime example, we have our parent meeting, um, and I'm coming out of my parent meeting, and I come up, and, and I walk up, and, and my coaches already got practice rolling, my players are doing their own individual work, and, you know, sunny day outside, so I was really looking forward to the season with these guys, um, and I talked to them on, on the Thursday before spring break, um, they sent out a message to us saying all activities beginning that Friday are going to be postponed. Um, and so I told my guys to take everything that they had home with them, didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, you know, the writing was kind of on the wall. Um, mm-hmm. more come up, Arkansas had, had been suspended. And so he was up talking to me and when you looked at all the NCAA closures and, and everything else, it was kind of hard to imagine a, a spring. I was just kind of hoping that maybe they would look at us and see that we're not in NCAA. We're outside. Our crowds, to be honest, aren't enormous. Um, but in the safety and well-being of everybody and seeing where this thing has turned, you know, Keisha made the right decision. Um, and I stand by their decision, stand by our administrators uh, and everything they've done. Tremendous support from them. Um, with our students uh, so now the challenging thing is how to stay connected with them during all this um, we utilize Google Classroom I'm actually going to have a, a Zoom meeting with all my players that want to join today uh, just a way to stay connected and keep them doing something um, while following the appropriate guidelines yeah definitely you know it's it's you know people are, are going back and forth on on the decision and you know Missouri still has not made a ruling for their spring sports, but I was I was talking to some other coaches the other day, and you know it's just no matter what decision they make, there's going to be people on both sides of it that that are going to criticize it. You know whether they do get to play a shortened season, there's going to be people that say they shouldn't, and if they don't do anything, you know then obviously that hurts the kids' chances to compete. And you know some guys are still trying to get scholarships and things like that. But I'm with you. I think Keisha did do the right thing here. Uh, you know, that if we all just kind of stay home and get through this next few weeks and maybe about a month, then hopefully we can get back to a normal sense of normal. Yeah, you know, I mean, baseball in the summer is something that we got to start looking forward to now. And um, my biggest fear is that people are not going to take this thing seriously enough and we're going to have to be delayed. And, and, and we have, I've talked to several of the coaches in the area, Metro on both sides. Um, I can tell you this, the coaches that coach in the Sunflower League, the EKL, it's amazing um, how much they care about these kids, especially these seniors, giving them that senior high school baseball experience. Um, every single coach I talk to, you know, just upset uh, for their kids, um, not for themselves, but for the for their players. Um, and that, you know, we're going to try and do something if at all possible. Uh, I don't know what that's going to look like yet. We, we, we have multiple formats suggested. Um, but it's been really a good outpouring. You know, I, I even heard from umpires, um, and those guys are, are out themselves this spring. Mm-hmm. So everybody's trying to get everything lined up if and when, when and if things uh, lift and, and we can get back out there. Yeah, that that's good that, you know, you've stayed in contact with some of those other coaches and, and trying to stay in contact with your guys. I mean, that's, that's really the – the saddest part to me is just that the seniors, I mean, obviously the, the juniors and sophomores and those guys are missing reps and could be getting better. But, you know, for some guys, this was going to be their last opportunity to, to play the great game of baseball as a high school senior. And, and that was taken away from them. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have seven seniors this year. Um, 
and if there's one way I would describe them, it would be a Sandlot 7. And the reason I want to say a Sandlot 7 is, is because those guys get together and play baseball whether I'm there or not. Mm-hmm. And they're going to continue to play baseball whether I'm there or not. Um, for a good majority of them, uh, five out of the seven, this is going to be their first uh, real varsity uh, experience out there on the field. Uh, two of them have returning time. Uh, but, you know, for the majority of these guys, this is going to be their their ride uh, in the East Lancers uniform. Mm-hmm. And so that's definitely tough. But they're, they're a great bunch, um, and, and each one of them would have brought a lot to the table. Uh, happy to talk about each of them individually if you got a got a minute. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. I want yeah. you to be able to mention each of those guys and, and talk about what they meant to Lancer baseball. Yeah, so the, the seven of them start with Andrew Grote. Uh, Andrew Grote um, is one of the fastest kids I've ever seen. Uh, hard worker in the weight room. Um, I guess he's famous on TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is which is funny. But, you know, he's got an infectious smile. He's got a great attitude. He's going to play in the outfield for us, um, put some bunts down, really get down the line. And, and I was really looking forward to watching him uh, play, play baseball um, and do a great job for us uh, in the outfield. Um, he will be going to Creighton next year. He's actually going to be rooming with another one of our seniors. Um, but he was going to have a, a breakout year. I was looking forward to seeing him do big things, and he was really focused uh, on, on doing the best he could this year. So I was really looking forward to watching him do that. Um, then Jack Coster. Uh Jack Coster got a chance to come up last year, and he played right field for us in a big game against Mill Valley. And Jack is also a left-handed pitcher. Um, one of the smartest guys on our team, um, AC King, the upper 30s. Uh, heck of an outfielder, can run down balls too uh, up there. Made a great catch against Bell Valley out of Lawrence Free State last year. Um, but he was going to have more of those catches, be on the Hill Bunch for us this year, and uh, provide a left-handed bat with, again, good speed. You know, we had some speed this year, um, and that was a big focus for us, was going to be base running, and Jack would have been a big part of that. He's uh, looking at his school perhaps up in Rochester, and uh, might continue to play, might not. Um, but his future is very bright, um, as, as intelligent as he is uh, through all that. Um, <clears throat> Jack Morasco uh, is another senior. Jack is probably the, between him and John Weeman, probably the second uh, most varsity innings returning for us. Jack played third base as a sophomore. Um, he was going to actually probably transition over to the right side and play second base. Kind of a Mike Moustakis move mm-hmm. uh, for us. Move him over and shuffle him over to the second base side. Nice, compact swing. And the best thing about Jack Morasco is that he played within his ability and got the most of his ability every time out. Um, and that was always impressive to me to watch that and, and see how much he worked as hard as he could uh, to get that done um, as well. So, Jack, I will surely miss he was a great team leader. Didn't talk a whole lot. Kids called him Tabasco, uh, as you can imagine. Um, but he was going to do great things uh, for us on the infield. I, I know that. And you got Dominic Pasturzi. Um, and Don Pasturzi uh, would have played shortstop, outfield. Could have played second base. Was going to be maybe a one or two pitcher on the mound. Um, you know, a guy that came up at the end of last year, uh, played filled in at shortstop in a couple games for us, um, and really smooth infielder, strong arm, um, and 
really growing into his body. You know, he's one of those kids that kind of peaked later in high school with his frame and the strength that he showed, the way he looked on the mound in our scrimmage. I was really excited. I was like, okay, now we found a guy who's going to go out there and compete every day. And 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 I think Dom would have given us a lot of a lot of a good chance, a lot of times on the mound. That's for sure. Um, Hayden Couch is another left-handed pitcher that we had. Um, Hayden is going to come in and and be a, a presence for us on the mound. You know, he's got a couple offers out there um, at the junior college level, a couple of AIs, um, and he you know to talk about guy that was going to meet some looks and get some chance. We'll have to figure out a way to get that done in the summer. Um, but Hayden Talge, uh really, really worked hard um, this past off season. Long tossing, I know. You tell me about that. Um, I was working in the weight room in my class. Um, he poured into that, and I was really looking forward to seeing that pay off with him. And uh, he, he was going to be a big part of our, our pitching rotation uh, this coming spring. Um, the last two guys, uh, Will Wagstaff, uh, senior first baseman, uh, and a hitter. I mean, just a great swing. Um, last year, it was everything Coach Calvano could do to tell me, you know, hey, on JV, hey, you got to get this kid up. You got to get this kid. You need to hit. He needs to hit. And, you know, him and I talked um, this year, and, and I really thought Will was going to come to the ballpark, and he's in great shape, um, great swing, going to have some pop in his bat, probably hit a couple home runs. Um, and, and he was running well, too. Uh, great first baseman, too, defensively. But Will's also the guy that has a big smile, uh, big team guy, um, and very proud to watch him grow uh, into the young man that he is out there on the field. And last, uh, I went in alphabetical order, by the way. <laughs> and last was uh, John Wheaton, uh, center fielder for us, returning varsity player. Uh, started varsity as a sophomore, um, so three-year varsity starter is what he would have been. He's going to go play at Johnson County Community College. He hit uh, two-hole for us last year, lead-off two-hole. Uh, backed up more, had three home runs last year. Probably going to have a few more. Really worked on a swing in the offseason. Good speed, strong arm, uh, good outfield player, you know. Um, and, and a guy that would have anchored everybody else down, really with the fact that he had been there before. He was going to be our veteran leader, uh, someone that we could look to, uh, and, and somebody that can kind of guide the team. That was kind of going to be his role, uh, as well as a big bat in the top part of our lineup. So those seven guys, you know, they're certainly going to be missed. I can tell you that I can expect at any given time to roll by east when all this stuff is lifted and and, and see those seven guys up there still hitting baseballs just for fun. Or like I did a couple Sundays ago when I uh, was up there, I, I see them all playing uh, football with each other. You know, the Sunday in between our last week of practice, um, they just came up and decided to play football together. And that's the kind of group that they are. You know, it's hard to keep those guys off of the field. Um, and, and they really are a throwback uh, group of guys who enjoy the game um, because it's a game. And it was refreshing to me to remember that by watching them. And it was something that I was looking forward to sharing with my son in the dugout this year and having him watch those guys and see how much fun that they uh, play the game with. So great group of guys. Um, I'm going to miss them tremendously, but hopefully – Hopefully we can get something done for them um, in the next few months. Yeah, again, we're here, Coach Will Gordon of Shawnee Mission East Baseball, and he was talking about each one of his seven seniors individually that unfortunately don't get the opportunity to compete this spring, but it is an understandable decision. But 
you know, you can hear in your voice as you talk about each of those guys, you know, just that you, you care for your athletes and, and it's bigger than baseball right now. It's bigger than athletics, you know, but I'm glad that, that those guys are a good tight knit group and that the seven of them, you know, are going to continue on and, and do big things in life, uh, no matter whether it's on the baseball field or off. You know, there's no doubt about that. Those kids are going to be, you know, Wagstaff and uh, Grover are going to be roommates up at Creighton. Um, you know, Dom's going to go to KU. Uh, they're just going to be good people, which is way more important. You know, I always tell them, um, just like I tell students, you're going to be people a lot longer. You're going to be my student or player. And so we got to have you be good people um, before that. And I, I, I think that they get that. I think they get the balance of hard work um, and play. And I think they are very, they're very structured and organized and, and they know what they want. Um, so I was joking with them the other day. I sent a text and said, Hey, you know, today would have been open day. We'd have been one and Oak and St. James, you know, they texted me back and we were supposed to play Blue Valley today. And one of them said, you know, Blue Valley would know it was co- coming. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, they, they have a good attitude about it. Um, which, which is good, uh, as well. So, I appreciate their attitude, and, and they're a group that the younger guys, I was really hoping could watch them uh, as well. Some guys, like I said, this is going to be their first varsity um, time, and what that tells you is they, they spent time earning it. You know, they spent time at the different levels in our program. They excelled at the different levels. They didn't complain. They didn't quit. They absorbed everything that was going on around them, and, you know, they're my last group. I, I came in. They were sophomores, and um, and they're that last group that kind of understood what it was like before. And, and I really think they're doing a great job uh, leaving uh, East baseball uh, in a better place uh, as they exit as seniors. Yeah, and that's something that people that haven't coached or been around athletics don't understand how you know, those guys pay their dues and, you know, play on some of those lower level teams and, and get their skills better, you know, as they go through. Not everybody can play varsity baseball as a sophomore. And so, you know, they play on those different levels and, and learn more about the game and get better. And then, you know, their senior year is kind of their time. And, uh, you know, I just, that, that's the thing I feel bad for all those kids that, that have that taken away from them right now. Yep, definitely. You know, there's that old get better, get better, and each one of them decided to get better every year. Um, and that's just a testament, like I said again, uh, as to who they are as people. So uh, I, they're, they're great kids, um, uh, great young men, I should say. Uh, and, and, and I will I'll just miss them. I'll be, be odd. I mean, the whole thing is weird. <laughs> yeah. And I keep thinking they're supposed to be this way that I'm supposed to feel. But uh, when you don't have any sort of closure, um, and I think that's kind of what the whole country right now is waiting on, some sort of closure uh, from all this, and, and the patience is the hardest part. Definitely. You know, that's one of my favorite parts of, you know, coaching JV and, and football on Mondays is just seeing those kids and, and having their chance to compete. And, you know, you can tell a lot about how they're going to turn out as a person on how they handle some of that adversity. And it sounds like, you know, your guys that, that this was going to be their first varsity action handled that adversity very well and, and just took it as a learning opportunity and, and got better every day. Yep, they were awesome. Every time we rang the bell and, and, and had to call them in, they were ready to go. So, um, you know, part of the deal with our program is, is seniors, 
take kind of a servant leadership role. Um, they're responsible for taking care of everything, putting, uh, putting up practice at the start of practice and taking everything down uh, at the end of practice. And they take sole responsibility for anything that's left out or anything that's not done correctly. Um, and that's a legacy that will continue to go on. And the, the, the seniors, that's, that's what they did. And, you know, for two weeks, it was, it was the easiest thing as a head coach to do. Um, you tell them once, tell them what it needs to look like, and it was done. Um, and so that was really, I mean, that was a good sign, positive sign uh, for us moving forward. So the young guys took note. And, and the other thing, too, is the way that they treat and take care of the younger guys, you know, we do a lot of off-season workouts. Um, and that becomes a character builder, a culture builder. And those guys, those senior guys, having been guys that have been on C and JV and then getting ready for varsity, they understood the importance of what it was like to put your arm around that freshman mm-hmm. and make them feel a, a part of something. You know, that kid might be on the G team and never make it to varsity, but you know what? He's as important as I am as a senior. And they really embrace that attitude, and, and that's really important uh, as part of our program um, and, and what we do at East Baseball. Yeah, I know you guys spend a lot of time, you know, focusing on that that other part of it, you know, the athletic part. I mean, we want to go out and compete, and I know you want to go out and win every day, but I know you spend a lot of time, you know, especially with your older guys, teaching them, you know, how to be leaders and, and great young men. Yeah, I mean, and, and they, they have an opportunity to perform. You know, one of the coolest things that we did last year, and several of the seniors were a part of this, is, you know, we have what's called our 18th man, and we talked about it last year on the show, where the mm-hmm. the seniors get to vote on, on the person that gets to come up and join the varsity, and some of those seniors were that person last year. Um, so, But, you know, we got a core group returning. Um, I guess now the playing field seems to be leveled a little bit more for 2021 yeah. um, with terms of Everybody's returning zero varsity innings from 2020, um, which is odd. Uh, that, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, we'll see the future is going to be bright. Um, we've got a good freshman class that came in. Very pleased with how they approached the game. Uh, very pleased with how they were playing baseball as well. So I look forward to 2021. Um, uh, trying not to have a bitter taste about 2020. Um, but uh, we have to move forward, and, and you know that's why I don't get upset about the case you're ruling. There's nothing I can do. Control what you can control, and, and that's out of my control. Um, what I can't control is trying to get these guys' arms healthy if possible or, or trying to help them get workouts or get into colleges or whatever I can do there. Um, but they, they're going to take cues from us um, as coaches, as mentors, as teachers during this time, and I really think we have to set the example of, you know, this is what it is. This is what we can control. How can I control my daily routines? How can I get better, take a step forward in the right direction? And for us, that's, you know, how do I how do I make Lancer baseball better during this time? Um, and, and really try and move everything in a positive direction. Yeah, it's it's been a good weather week, too, here. So hopefully, you know, some of those guys were able to get out and maybe at least throw a ball with, with a friend or, you know, back and forth, stay six feet apart and do that in their, in their backyard. And I know a lot of coaches have been encouraging their guys through Twitter to do some in-home workouts. And, you know, I, I know you guys this week were kind of putting together a plan for the Shawnee Mission East students as far as PE goes. How's that, how's that piece of it going? Well, that's going good. You know, uh, we've been in meetings all week within our departments. We've been in meetings, um, 
you know, we've all met with Zoom. It's nice just to see uh, faces of everybody. But, yeah, we're all trying to get together, um, get on the same page with how, how do we get these kids going in a daily routine. You know, so much of school and, and our success is based upon routine. And, and when these kids get out of that, how do we get them back on that? You know, so school start up uh, really in earnest for on uh, Monday. Um, but, yeah, we're going to offer workouts uh, for kids. Um, give them a chance to get out and do something. If it's nice outside or if it's not nice outside, you know, what can I do in my home? The biggest thing is what can I do? Not what can I not do? Let's not focus on that. It's, it's what can we do? You know, yeah. how can we address the issue and how can we move forward? Um, so, you know, I know coaching staff, football, basketball, everybody's focusing on how do we, you know, put our best foot forward and, and let's do that. And that's with athletics and, and you talk about learning things through athletics. There's always going to be a setback somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so now we have a setback, no big deal. We know how to deal with this. We're going to move forward. We're down by 10 in the fourth quarter. Hey, we got this, you know. Um, and we'll take that Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl approach uh, with this coronavirus. So we'll yeah. get there. Yeah, we, we will definitely get through this. And I think everybody that wants to will come out better on the other side. And, you know, like you said, we could use this time to just sit around and complain or we can figure out how to how to get back to the closest thing to normal that we can, and that routine is so important for everybody. I mean, I kind of, after last week of spring break, you know, even this week, I had to get myself in some type of routine just so I don't lose my mind. Oh, absolutely. You know, I had a four-year-old take his first spelling test today, crushed it. So, you know, we're trying to keep some school semblance around here and, and trying to do some things um, that at least give us a little bit of sense of knowing what day it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, even if they all seem to melt together at the end. Definitely. Um, so, anything uh, you know? You also coach freshman football, so you were able to kind of see some of those guys in the fall, and I'm sure, especially with now them, some of those crossover guys not getting to play baseball, it was definitely good for you to see them and, and build that relationship last fall and throughout the school year, and and not be able to kind of close it these last couple months, but. Hopefully we'll get back out there soon. Yeah, you know, it's um, that's the best thing about being a teacher and educator is, you know, the variety of kids that we get to see. I will say it's going to be tough on them. You know, it's going to be tough on them mentally. Um, I think they all like the idea of a break um, for a while, but, you know, this extended idea of a break might be a little harder on some of them. Um, you know, I had to go to school the other day. My wife had a meeting, and I looked in the parking lot, and there's kids that literally pulled up in cars next to each other, didn't get out and just sit there and we're talking to each other six feet away. <laughs> and so I know the kids miss each other, um, which which I can totally understand. We miss the kids uh, for sure on our end. Uh, they keep us young. I have firmly decided I can never retire um, after all this. Yeah. All going nuts. Uh, so, you know, we're just doing what we can a little bit every day um, and, and hopefully make it through. Yeah, definitely. Um, so any uh, you talked about your, your seniors, um, and as we kind of close here, what what is a message to, you know, not only those guys, but your younger baseball players, um, you know, as we, as we deal with this pandemic? Wash your hands. Uh, no, <laughs> um, that's obviously the easy one right there. Yeah. No, my, my advice to those seniors that are leaving is – continue doing things in, in your life that you've done uh, persevere if you want something bad enough you work hard for it and you keep working hard 
it's going to happen. You're going to have a positive result uh, with something in the end. And it doesn't matter what it is. That doesn't just apply to a baseball field. doesn't apply to a court. Um, whatever they're going to do uh, in life, they're going to need those skills. And so my advice then is to keep building on those skills. Don't let them sit. Don't let them get idle. And then control what you can control, you know. Um, and then this is something that we're really learning the hard way right now. Um, but but I wish them the best of luck. Um, I will see them again for sure. Uh, almost have to have an alumni game now um, for sure on that. And then to my young guys, um, really use this time to make yourself better. You know, there's a lot of ways to get better, even though you're sitting maybe inside. Um, reading uh, is, a, is a good way to get better. Studying some, going outside, breaking down mechanics, um, but really focusing on what you can do by yourself individually to come out of this thing bigger, faster, stronger, uh, better swings, um, better throwing mechanics. All of those things are things that we're going to focus on because um, that's what we're going to need to build and to get better. You know, and if anything, this is going to create a little resiliency in all of us. And that's something that you got to have on a field in any competition. That idea that you get hit in the mouth and you got to get back up, down by a run, you got to figure out how to score this guy. All of those things are things that we're going to need in life. And that's what life is teaching us right now. So maybe both of them, maybe these things kind of go hand in hand. Maybe this coronavirus teaches our players how to get back up, how to keep going in spite of something being difficult. And maybe they apply that to the ball field and then. Maybe they apply what they learned on the field about about the same thing, same principles um, to this. How do I get better? Lost the game. How do I get better? I couldn't find the strike zone. How do I get better? So that's what we have to do now, I think, as a group, uh, from top to the bottom. Um, and, and if we do all those things, everybody, seniors are going to come out on, on the plus side, and, and so are the lower levels. So I really think if we can just focus on that, uh, then we're all going to be great. All right. Well, thanks again, Coach, for coming on, taking a few minutes today to talk to us uh, about your guys and pass it along. If there's any other coaches in the Sunflower League that, that want to come on and talk to us, just uh, have them reach out and, you know, that we can do what we can to help honor some of those seniors. I would definitely do that. You know, I know those guys, you know, I've seen some guys throw some videos and some things like that. Um, and so I think there's going to be more guys that want to talk about their, their guys. I mean, that's highlight of our day is getting out there and, and working with them and and uh, like I said you, you wouldn't believe how great these coaches are and how much they care about their kids um, and, and what they want to see done for them so I appreciate you having me on uh, coach and I look forward to coming on next year maybe we'll get a game on live we'll need a coach stole how about the Twitter feud uh, that goes on his, his tweeting uh, that, that sometimes can kind of control uh, yeah, definitely, definitely get a get a game in next year and you know get it on live on the U or something. That'd be awesome. No, you could be great for us, and, and we look forward to for doing all that. And, and we'll get a game in, we'll get a dub, get back to winning some fire league titles. Yep. All right. Well, this was Coach Will Gordon, and I'm Gary with Midwest Mikes. We'll be right back after this. All right, Gary, back here with Midwest Mikes after my conversation with Coach Gordon. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview as he was able to talk about his seven seniors and Lancer baseball and kind of the uncertainty of everything that's going on right now.
Um, and then hopefully you guys have also enjoyed the open with Austin and I just kind of chatting about what's going on. And, and we got a little WWE in there, a little NFL, a little XFL. So, you know, Hey, uh, we're going to coach Gordon's going to try to set us up with some more sunflower league coaches or EKL coaches in the area. So they can talk about their seniors as well. If you're listening to this and you have a high school senior, uh, either that you coached or, that is your son or daughter, that their senior season got cut short or not being able to be played at all, please reach out to us at midwestmikes at gmail.com and we will try to do what we can to honor those seniors that things are getting cut short. But uh, I'm Gary from Midwest Mikes. Austin's now at work, so he's not here with me. But uh, it was a pleasure, and I'm glad we could entertain you and, and hopefully take up an hour of your day to get your mind off things and get back to somewhat normal. And we will be back with the show next week. So hopefully we'll be back on the U. Hopefully schedules will allow for that to happen next week. I do want to thank Jim over at Uclick for having me on to talk to some basketball coaches earlier in the week for on the U via the Internet. And with this technology, it's good that, that we can kind of continue and, and get some stuff out there for you guys. So, again, I'm Gary from Midwest Mikes, and we'll see you guys next week. Fifteen minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 911, what's your emergency? Señora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí, yo pensé que se había cruzado y ellos iban rápido, creo, y después... ¡Ay, Dios mío, qué horror! No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Netza.